Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And welcome, everybody, to the Water Cooler. Thanks for joining us. I'm David Brody. It's Tuesday, May 4th, 2021. And Liz Cheney's days are numbered, folks. Uh, today, the number three GOP leader got a non-endorsement from the number one GOP leader, House Minority Leader, excuse me, Kevin McCarthy, who said that Republican members have concerns about her ability to carry out her job. So, folks, that's code for she ain't with the program and doesn't she realize, hello, that Donald Trump still leads the party and is still the most popular figure. Here's McCarthy on Fox and Friends this morning. There's no concern about how she voted on impeachment. That decision has been made. I have heard from members concerned about her ability to carry out the job as conference chair, to carry out the message. Well, look, bottom line here, folks, she's a distraction, so she must be politically eliminated. By the way, uh, we here at the Water Cooler actually did track down Liz Cheney today. Uh, you, you can't see her uh, specifically in that picture, but there, uh, she's in there. She's in the doghouse. It's pink. It looks nice. I'm sure she's fine, but I can assure you this, that doghouse is now her permanent GOP home. Also today on the big show, Biden's 100 days of death, a closer look at the Catholic president who has implemented abortion policy galore and a crackdown on religious liberty. And also Senator Tim Scott says America is not a racist country. But wait a minute, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris say America suffers from systemic racism. We're going to unpack whether it's actually the Biden administration being discriminatory and racist in their policies. And I want to discuss that and a whole bunch more with our first guest. Excited to have with us uh, Stephen Miller, one of President Trump's top former senior advisors and now president of America First Legal. Stephen, great to have you here, sir. Great to be here. Thank you. Well, Stephen, I want to start with your, this lawsuit AFL has against the Biden administration, in essence, for discriminating uh, against farmers and ranchers. Tell us more in brief, if you can. Yes. Yeah, so just a short time ago, we launched America First Legal with the full backing and support of President Trump and our board of directors includes names that your audience will know well, including Mark Meadows, the president's White House chief of staff and Attorney General Matt Whitaker, as well as the former director of the budget office, Russ Vogt. And in our short time around as an organization, We've already filed two historic lawsuits. The first, as outside counsel for the state of Texas, to shut down the Biden administration's illegal catch and release policies on the southwest border. And the second, which you mentioned, which is to sue the Department of Agriculture over its discriminatory farm policies, in which a debt relief program is made available to you solely based on your skin color. In other words, you will be excluded from debt relief, even if you got hammered by the pandemic, just based on the color of your skin, violating MLK's principles, violating our nation's constitutional principles, and violating federal law. 
And so what's the bottom line for AFL on, on all of this, Stephen? What, what are you hoping to accomplish? And, and clearly you have the president's backing on this. This is, this is, a, this is really a, a kind of a MAGA-type effort, isn't it? Yes. Well, the single most important thing you can do if you want to stand up right now in this precarious moment for America First principles is to fight for those principles in our Article Three courts, the federal judiciary, because that's the last line of defense right now for our constitutional rights, our liberties. President Trump appointed a historic number of pro-constitution pro-law judges, and we need to be bringing cases to those judges. We are the conservative answer to the ACLU. And you can go to aflegal.org, that's aflegal.org, to find out more about our organization and how to support our mission. But the bottom line is that right now, the only thing you can do to stop the destruction of this country and our sacred values and principles is to go into federal court and demand that your rights as an American be protected. Stephen, I want to ask you a little bit on the immigration issue, uh, the, the refugee cap now being, what, quadrupled by the Biden administration? I've got to get your reaction to that, especially because immigration is really uh, very much front and center as part of your resume uh, in your entire career. Yes, well, you are, you are quite right. I am proud of the fact, immensely proud of the fact, that I was able to work for President Trump to institute a historic series of border security and immigration security measures to protect this nation and its citizens and its security and its job seekers. In truly what must be a historical first, the new administration has effectively dissolved America's borders in only 100 days. This has never been attempted before. I would suggest not only in the history of our country, in the history of any country. This has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. My organization is nonpartisan. It's about right or wrong. It's about legal, illegal. Not only has this administration launched the worst border crisis we've ever seen, but as you mentioned, in the midst of this, they've more than quadrupled the refugee cap. Just to explain to your audience what that means. So if you show up at the border illegally, and demand entry and say that you want to be an asylum seeker, that is completely separate from and additional to who we bring in as, quote, refugees. Right. Refugees are flown in from overseas. They are admitted through a UN-led process where the United Nations, no great friend of America, selects people, then refers them to the State Department, and then they, at taxpayer expense, are loaded onto planes and flown into U.S. communities in cities and towns all across America. And we know from experience, there's huge national security implications to this program. We've seen that in Minnesota with a number of terrorism-related charges against individuals who've arrived to the United States as refugees. But there's also huge financial implications. Yeah. If you come here as a refugee, you're entitled to free health care. You're entitled to free education. You're entitled to yeah. free food support. And so the cost to taxpayers in the middle of a pandemic is enormous. 
Stephen, I could talk to you about immigration for a very long time, uh, and maybe we'll get you back on the show to talk about that and AFL as well on, on those issues. But, but let me ask you about Liz Cheney. It's in the news. Uh, what's your message to, to Liz Cheney and, and that anti-Trump Republican wing uh, of the party, Stephen? Donald Trump and America First principles are the future of the conservative movement. They're the future of this whole country. The idea that a nation ought to serve its own citizens. You have incredible congressmen like Jim Banks, who runs the Republican Study Committee, right. who are going to bat every single day for these principles. The job of conference chair is to represent the party, its values, its members, and its voters. Now, again, AF Legal is a nonpartisan organization. But speaking to you now, as somebody who is a former senior advisor in the White House to President Donald Trump, right. I can tell you that it is outrageous the way that Liz Cheney continues to attack not only our president, our members, our voters, our principles, our values. And I truly believe that if we simply unify around this set of America first principles, the future for this country, the future for our children is limitless. Stephen, I've got less, about a minute or so left. I've, I want to ask you one last thing. The, the so-called Facebook Supreme Court, if you will, I say that in jest, in air quotes, going to come out tomorrow with this ruling on whether or not uh, Donald Trump can be allowed back on Facebook. Do you think, knowing the president the way you do, do you think he's pretty content with his press releases and the way that's been going and bypass some of this Facebook and Instagram and Twitter stuff? Do, do you believe he, he likes the press release route rather than going back on Facebook? Well, I'll, I'll leave the president to speak for himself on that, except to say two things. Number one, his press releases have been getting an extraordinary amount of news coverage and attention, and his gift for being able to put these extraordinarily intricate ideas into accessible formats has proven to be a tremendous way of getting the message out. That being said, what big tech has done to censor free speech and to censor our president yeah. is unconscionable. And I'll just close by saying the solution here is obvious. Big tech needs to be regulated as a public utility, a common carrier that belongs to all people, which means that legally you are forbidden from engaging in any form of discrimination against your users. Stephen Miller, a real pleasure. Once again, for people who want more information, they go to where exactly? Please visit aflegal.org, aflegal.org, sign up for our mailing list and find out how you can be part of saving our country. Stephen Miller, always great to see you, sir. Thanks for coming on the Thank show. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right, Stephen Miller, uh, look, mover and a shaker in the Trump administration, and oh, by the way, a mover in, and a shaker in the post-Trump era as well. We're back in a moment with Roland Martin. You don't want to miss this. We're talking about systemic racism, question mark, back in a moment. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. 
and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. All right, let's get right to it. Uh, Look, when Roland Martin is on, I can't waste any time. i got to get right to it. He's got a lot to say because he is host and managing editor of Roland Martin Unfiltered, which means he's got a lot to say. Roland Martin, good to see you, sir. How's it going? <laughs> what, now, now you're going to be silent? All right, whatever. Okay, so... <laughs> no, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for you to go. Let's uh, roll. Okay, I got two words. Systemic racism. Tim Scott... Is real. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Tim Scott says America is not a racist country, first of all. Do, do you agree with that? Uh, I thought it was uh, utterly hilarious to listen to Senator Tim Scott talk about racism, but then not then say, oh, we're not a racist country. Uh, clearly, did he fail the history classes and quite understand where we are? But if you really want to play something that's hilarious, please play the soundbite of him on Face the Nation where he touts what Republicans did, where he said to equalize, where he said to increase funding for HBCUs, and then he said to equalize the playing field. Well, Tim, if you have to equalize the playing field, that means something happened, which causes you to equalize it, when in fact you actually didn't even equalize it, and that's nonsense. So systemic racism is a reality. It exists. The data is sitting right in front of us but he somehow is blind. I am loving all these conservatives who are going crazy saying it doesn't exist when it does. It exists in their own party. But you never answered my question. I asked if uh, America is a racist country. Tim Scott says that it's not a racist country. What what about that? Just, well, here's the deal. I can just simply show you the data. If you show me the various health disparities... So you're saying it is a racist... No, 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 no. But I'm asking for an answer. I'm just asking... No, 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 no. I'm giving you an answer. Okay, go ahead. No, no, I'm giving you an answer. Go ahead, go ahead. If I show you the health disparities, disparities in criminal justice system, disparities in law, in every major field, I can show you up and down the disparities when it comes to wealth in this country. How did all of that happen? How? How? Go ahead. How is there you tell dis- me. How is there, how you is said you were going to give me an answer. Easy, easy, because race, racism has been in the DNA of America. Mm-hmm. It has. Okay, I'm so... Being, we can sit here and live in denial. In fact, do, 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 no, 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 I'm do, not denying... Do your, do your followers even understand? Do they even understand that Hitler mm-hmm. studied America and its own Jim Crow laws to do what he did to the Jews and Nazis? To do, 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 do what he did to the Jews in Germany? So that's American history. Roland, a couple of things. It's much different. It's one thing to say that there is racism in America. I agree with that. Anybody that doesn't agree with that is foolish and ridiculous. That's not what I'm saying. What, what, I, what I'm asking is, is America a racist country specifically? Because if it is, why, so many, why are so many people coming here to begin with if it's a racist is country? America, it's not, it's not a America racist. Built- it's not a racist country, Roland. Is America built on the foundation of racism? It absolutely has been. And when it is still in your DNA. Look, look, facts don't lie. I, first of all, do you want to talk about three-fifths of a slave? Do we want to talk about slavery? But, but, do we want to talk about ninth years but, of Jim but America, Crow? But, want, we... Roland, but, but America was the one that actually led the, led the charge to abolish slavery. So that's uh, a good thing. They didn't? Did I miss that class? America, no, America, no, 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 actually, that's not true. In fact, was what? slavery abolished in England before America? Well, I don't understand. No, I'm talking about in America, 
there was a there was a president called Abraham Lincoln, and I read about a few yes. things in, in my history. But was that all wrong? So America didn't try and abolish slavery. Hold up, and then, and we then, fought then, a war over no, no, this and then, thing. After, then after slavery. No, 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 hold up. Then after slavery, you had 10 to 12 years of Reconstruction. Then you had election in 1876. Then the Great Compromise of 1877, which then put in place 92 years of Jim Crow. Jim Crow was slavery without shackles. So this whole notion that some... See, again, don't get, don't get just stuck on 1863-64-65. You can't ignore what happened from 1877 going all the way through 1970, and then we're still dealing with the after effects of all of that. That's reality. Okay, listen, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, Jim Crow, horrible, slavery, horrible. There's been good people that have tried to come and say... What's the effects of it? Yeah, Roland, listen, I'm not disagreeing with the fact that America has stain after stain when it comes to racism. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But are still dealing with it today? Are we still dealing with the racial inequities today? Are we racial dealing with Racial inequity in the is yeah. one thing. Yes, racial inequity... Uh, there, there's an argument to make on racial inequity. Of course there is, but, but, but there's a different... argument to make. Well, no, no, it's no. a fact. But, but, that's, but, that's, but that's different than America is a racist country, and as you said, uh, racism well, how, how has... You, okay, but, 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 okay, hold up, David. Mm -hmm. How do you get mm -hmm. to racial inequities if you don't deal with racism? But you're saying they something... Two, you're, there's two different things. I mean, you, you, you know, racial inequities, we can have a discussion about that. We can have a discussion about how race, there's racism in America. We know, we know there is. But to say there's systemic racism, to say America's a racist country, that is fundamentally different no, than... No, it's it not. Is. The, the it just is. Systemic. What is systemic? System. What is mm -hmm. a system? Mm -hmm. Education, law, politics, medicine. We can go down the line. Do there's you been... realize, David, do you realize that Africa, right now, there's a mm -hmm. massive gap when it comes to black women, uh, when it comes to childbirth. We're dealing with that. We're, but, I mean, but here's look, my question, We're, we're dealing right now. I, like, Roland, right now. I got you. But, Roland, here's my question. Why, the, just this weekend alone, 45 people were shot in Chicago, five fatally, and, and that's just in one weekend. You know Why? No, right. hold on. Let me answer. Let, let me ask my question, then I'll give you a chance. I'll give you the last word. Why is that not headlines, top headlines in the mainstream media? We know exactly why. Why, why is that? Hold and on, also, here's, a, no, no, here's the whole deal. Here's the whole deal. Why is Chicago always y'all go to, but you do not want to deal with what created that situation? I lived six years in Chicago. Fine. If you want to talk about John Hope Bryan, the founder of Operation Hope, said this here. You will never find a ride in a community with a credit score of 700 or higher. What actually created the economic conditions in Chicago that has contributed to that? Please tell Roland, me. Roland, I'll give you a quote. I'll give you a quote. Uh, too many, uh, when it comes to fatherlessness in, in the African-American community, by the way, and by the way, not just African-Americans, Hispanics, whites as well, but in the African-American community, else? let hold me tell you, hold on, hold on. What else? Fa Fatherless families, too many black fathers are missing from too many lives and too many homes. They have abandoned their responsibilities, acting like boys instead of men. That coming from Barack Obama. Your final okay, thought. Wait, hold up. What else? Hold up. What else? Keep going. Just, see, see, the, no, 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 no. I'll keep if, going. No, you want me to keep going? You want to discuss violence in Chicago? Do you want to discuss economics? Mm -hmm. Do you, you want to discuss housing? Do you want to we'll discuss, discuss uh, any of that? Do you want to discuss poverty? But, but here's the deal. Don't sit here and try to wave, ooh, why aren't we discussing Chicago? Again, I lived there six years. We're right. in the top black newspaper. I've I been got discussing it. Maybe, yo, maybe you're I got not 10 seconds. Enough. I got to run. I got to run. We'll have you back on. Thanks, Roland. Appreciate it, sir. You're the best. Uh, back in a moment with a whole lot more in this show. I need a shower. <sighs> 
The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. I tell you what, you know, you know who's a busy man? Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden is very busy passing and trying to get past a lot of liberal agenda items for uh, AOC. I call him President AOC. That's the anyhow. But you know who else is very busy? Matt Staver, uh, chairman of Liberty Council, who joins us now because Matt is fighting the good fight uh, when it comes to the front lines on religious liberty and so many other legal cases across the country. Uh, Matt, great to see you again, sir. Good to be with you. Matt, uh, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, why don't we start with uh, some of what you've put out here. Uh, Liberty Council's put out something called Biden Administration's 100 Days of Death. And I must tell you, that got my attention, and I went to it. And you're talking about the abortion issue. Why don't we talk a little bit about what you have seen so far, what Liberty Council has seen so far about what Biden's doing here on the abortion issue, and especially from a legal perspective? Well, what Biden is doing is the most pro-abortion administration in history. And that says a lot because we're even including the administration of Barack Obama during the first 100 days, his legacy, and I think it clearly will continue to be a legacy of death. I mean, right away, he revoked the Mexico City policy, which means that now we are funding abortions worldwide. He also, in the $1.9 trillion so-called stimulus, little of which went to real stimulus, that ultimately set aside the restrictions on funding abortion, and so Planned Parenthood, the abortion clinics, they're going to get a lot more money under the Biden administration through this $1.9 trillion spending bill. And on and on it goes. He's revoking the conscience protections that were instituted under the Health and Human Services. He's appointed and gotten confirmed Xavier Becerra as the head of the Department of Health and Human Services. He's the one who ultimately was responsible for bringing the criminal charges against Sandra Merritt and David Daleiden because they revealed Planned Parenthood's harvesting baby body parts, a gruesome procedure, some of which babies were alive when their body organs were removed. And of course, his uh, vice president is the one who began that whole process, that unbelievably politically charged pro-abortion, pro-Planned Parenthood vengeance against Sandra Merritt and David Leiden. And you go on and on with the other policies that he is doing, including pushing the so-called Equality Act, H.R. 5, which is now in the Senate. That would ultimately legalize abortion from conception through the first breath outside of the womb and override all the state laws, require federal funding, including funding by private insurance companies, religious yeah. organizations, and revoke the Religious Freedom Restoration Act so that there's no religious freedom defense. I mean, well, you can't get any worse than that. And that's just a sample of what he's done in the first 100 days. Well, for sure, it's really sad that, that you just listed off for a few minutes, and, and that's only just a sample. Uh, related to this, you know who's really glad that Joe Biden's in office? Planned Parenthood. Uh, they're, they're back in the game, if you will, after being kind of shut out or tried to be shut out by the Trump administration. Uh, you guys put this up as a press release. Planned Parenthood only commits to racist Lip service. Can you expand on that? Uh, what, what were you? Uh, what, what does Liberty Council mean by by that specifically? 
Well, for years, uh, Planned Parenthood has tried to exercise extreme control over Margaret Sanger's books, her booklets, and some of her articles, and really going after people who wanted to quote the racist history of Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood. Now, Alexis Johnson, the current CEO of Planned Parenthood, said, well, they're going to stop defending her racism. She was racist. They're going to look at what those policies have done uh, within the organization. But really, that's just lip service, because if you look at what they have done with regards to black babies, brown babies, and all babies, frankly, they account for 40% of all abortions in the entire nation. And they are engaging in the genocide of several hundred black babies every single day. Uh, the Planned Parenthood is uh, aborting black babies, brown babies, people of color, all of races and ethnicities at an alarming rate, and they're getting federal funding for that. They're now applying for, you know, the relief under the bill that just was passed that Biden supported. Yeah. So this is just lip service. It's one thing to say that Margaret Sanger was racist. That's a given. We know that. Right. But in order to actually change its racist history and its actions, it needs to stop engaging in a racial activity, and that is aborting these babies. In fact, Planned Parenthood from the very beginning, and even now, has many, in fact, most of its abortion clinics situated right in the middle of minority neighborhoods, particularly black and brown. Yeah. The largest abortion clinic in the country, Planned Parenthood operates that, and they intentionally put it in the midst of a neighborhood. On the one side is an African-American community, on the other side, in the surrounding area is a Hispanic Latino community. Mm -hmm. They did that on purpose because if you go back to Planned Parenthood's history, they wanted to eliminate certain races, particularly the black population, in order to weed out the undesirables and create a superhuman race. That was Margaret Sanger's vision. She was a social Darwinist, a eugenicist, yeah. and that continues in their actual day-to-day -day operation. So it's just mere lip service to say they're not gonna support her anymore with her racist rhetoric they're actually supporting her with the yeah. racist genetic activity. Matt, I've got about a minute left or so, and I want to get your take in, in about a minute or so about this, this last headline we've seen from you guys. It's about Florida and many other states joining, uh, obviously other states, to protect women's sports. I mean, th this has been, this is right on the front lines. I mean, this seems to be, along with COVID and religious liberty, the new frontier here, uh, especially for, in the cultural war area. Uh, what, what are you seeing here uh, in terms of litigation, how it's playing out? I've got about a minute. Yeah, Florida just joined several other states now to say no boys or men in girls or women's sports. Uh, that is a real big issue because women have fought so hard for equality, especially in sports and in every other way. And having a man say that they can participate in a girl's sport to take away their trophies, to take away their scholarships, and to seriously injure them simply because they say, I want to identify as a woman is unconscionable. It'll erase everything that women have fought for and it just defies common sense. Some of these individuals have been seriously, even permanently injured when they are in competition, especially body contact competition against men in these women's sports. And so these states are leading the way for common sense and to protect the women and girls of our country. Matt Staver, really appreciate your insight. Chairman of the Liberty Council down there in Florida. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for uh, fighting the good fight. Thank you. Good to be with you. All right. Uh, Matt Staver, known him for a while. Uh, look, uh, top-notch uh, legal mind in the country, not just a legal mind, but obviously 
uh, someone who deeply cherishes the Judeo-Christian values here in America, or what's left of them, let's be honest. Uh, and by the way, uh, on the transgender issue, females competing against uh, biological males, Caitlyn Jenner agrees with Matt Staver, FYI. What do you think of that, liberals? Back in a moment. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. Okay, so uh, this is kind of bizarre. Um, well, <laughs> let's just put up the headline. Uh, Tulane University misidentified Hunter Biden's expertise. It's an opinion piece written by Quinn Hillier. Uh, and, and what this is about is Hunter Biden apparently now teaching this course about the media and fake news. Really? That's like me uh, teaching about how to go on a diet. Uh, you know, what in the world? I couldn't teach a course like that. Anyhow, uh, this is what Quinn Hillier says, quote, the sickness unto death that infects modern universities is on full display in a course scheduled for this coming fall at Tulane University. Somehow Tulane thinks drug addled selfie porn video actor Hunter Biden is a fit lecturer for students interested in the interplay between media relations and policy. If Tulane wants a course on how to ride on Air Force Two to secure lucrative influence peddling contracts, then Hunter Biden is a fit lecturer. If it wants a course on how to get paid obscene amounts as a board member for a foreign energy company while possessing no expertise in the energy industry, Biden is uniquely qualified to teach that. And with that, we bring in Quinn Hillier, senior commentator, uh, excuse me, commentary writer and editor at the Washington Examiner. Quinn, great to see you, sir. Thanks, David. Appreciate you having me on. Well, Quinn, uh, take us through this. I mean, th this is bizarre stuff when this first came out. I want to get kind of your overall take uh, about what's happening at Tulane. Okay, well, first of all, just to say, uh, I grew up four blocks from Tulane's campus. My parents both graduated from there. My grandparents both graduated from there. My grandfather played on the first ever Sugar Bowl football team. My uncle was there for 60 years as a student and professor. So uh, I've said in the past that uh, I grew up bleeding olive green and blue, uh, Tulane's colors. So when I saw this, it, it particularly struck home. And what this is, is it's a outside professor who has set up a series of guest lecturers, almost all of whom are liberal journalists, for a class on the intersection of media and public policy. But one of his guest lectures has never been in public policy and has never been in the media, and that is Hunter Biden. And if you delve further in, what it says is that one of the things they want to talk about is, is fake news and they're using trump's terminology but what they're doing is 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 talking about any thing that is reported as news that is not actually true and apparently they're having hunter biden on to talk about being the victim of untrue news the problem is 
as I said, he has no expertise in media, has no expertise in public policy, and he was not a victim. As a matter of fact, the media went way beyond the call of duty trying to protect him from real news. I mean, when his laptop was discovered, every major media outlet, establishment media outlet in the country went to great lengths to say, oh, this must be Russian disinformation. Well, it was not Russian disinformation. It was true. So all Hunter Biden can talk about is having the media protect somebody from real news and why that's fit for Tulane students to learn. I just don't know. Well, and there's so many questions here. First of all, uh, you wonder if now not only is the media uh, covering for uh, the liberals and their liberal agenda and all this, but now you've got, uh, you know, the higher education. You know, why, why are they even involved in this? Why in the world is even Hunter Biden there in the first place, disregarding even the merits of it? I mean, he's got a lot of, uh, how do we say this, moral issues, uh, so to speak. And where's the outcry from liberal students on campus about uh, letting someone like this even come to campus at this point, and, and let alone teach a lecture? Well, look, I, I don't have a problem. I'm not part of cancel culture, so if there is some sort of uh, college democratic group that wants to have him on campus. I mean, I've seen all kinds of, you know, provocative speakers as sort of uh, mm -hmm. extracurricular events on campus, but this is course material. That's the problem here. They're having him as a lecturer, as somebody who can teach them something relevant to the course. And that is, that's, that's an embarrassment. And it's frankly an insult. Uh, this guy is the absolute epitome of everything that's bad about modern politics. He has spent his adult life profiteering off his father's name without offering anything of value other than his father's name. He has no expertise. He is not a media expert. He is not a policy expert. He is an expert at one thing, and that is trading on his father's name. And meanwhile, uh, as you said, he's got all these moral problems with his horrendous behavior, not just with drugs, but with with running around on on one woman after another, sister, sister-in-law, sister of sisters-in-law. I yeah. mean, it's he's not fit to teach our kids. Yeah, and you know, and really, what I was bringing up there was more just the double standard. You know, uh, you, for example, Charlie Kirk, Tommy Laren, you know, they they go to a uh, Candace Owens. You know, they go to a college campus and all of a sudden it's like, you know, uh, World War Three. Uh, but 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 Hunter Biden, there's like not even a peep from the student body. So it just it just seems a bit ridiculous and just very much a double standard. I'm curious about higher education today. I mean, is this this is what we've come to expect, unfortunately, from uh, so many of these liberal institutions? Well, it is. I mean, uh, there's a great column. Uh, gosh, it might have been in The Wall Street Journal just yesterday. Uh, about how higher education is now not providing the service for the society that the society gave it to perform. I mean, this society, this country has done everything in its power to promote higher education. And the idea was to promote a sites and opportunities for learning, for free inquiry, for open minds. And instead, what higher education has become in most places is a hotbed of radical liberal 
uh, activism where free inquiry is not allowed, where a, a an ideology is enforced. And if you don't like that ideology, you get harassed, you get punished. Sometimes you even get either fired or expelled. It's yeah. it it's it's insane. Quinn Hillier, really appreciate you, senior commentary writer and editor at the Washington Examiner. Thanks for being here. Thank you, David. All right, good stuff. Uh, yeah, Hunter Biden. I mean, don't even get me started on all that. All right, when we come back, we've got the uh, last sip. We love the last sip. Uh, today, uh, well, I'm going to give you a little teaser about the, <laughs> about the last sip. Um, we're going to call this the uh, supersize me version uh, of uh, the last sip because when you see what has happened to Joe Biden. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Time for the last sip. <laughs> Let's go to the picture. That's all I've got to say. Let's just go. What is this? Seriously, what is this? Oh, it looks great on the surface. There's Jimmy Carter. There's Rosalind Carter. Uh, there's Joe Biden. There's Joe Biden. But wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on for a second. That's a weird-looking picture. Am I the only one that thinks that's a weird-looking picture? Give me your comments at thewatercooler at justthenews.com. Thewatercooler at justthenews.com. Because... Biden looks huge. It's like the jolly blue giant, uh, like with the suit. Can we go in and zo <laughs> zoom in a little bit? What is, this is like, can I say the word freaking? This is like freaking Alice in Wonderland. I mean, this, are they in like a miniature room? Look, 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 I, I understand when you get older, like you kind of shrink a little bit, but, but that, there's something wrong with the perspective in that picture. Like, like Joe Biden, uh, okay, I can't even comprehend it. Uh, you, you, that's fine. Well, I think we've seen enough of, of that picture. Um, by the way, I did a little calculation. So I have an iPhone. Uh, you probably heard of them. They're really cool. And it has a calculator on it. And so I have literally calculated the, um, the age, the collective age in that room. Would you like to know? Jimmy Carter, take a wild guess how old he is, just in your mind. Go ahead. I'll, I'll wait a moment. Okay, you have a, he's 96. Rosalind Carter, take a wild guess how old she is. He married a younger woman. She's 93. Joe Biden, do we all know how, Joe, how old Joe Biden is? He's 78. And Joe Biden at a spry, uh, 69. So, so here's my little uh, sticky note. I just did this. Uh, and 78 plus 69 plus 96 plus 98, 336 years of age in that room, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lot of age. It's a lot of liberalism all in one room. And by the way, you know, a lot of people are saying, um, what happened to the masks? Because the CDC guidance, now, now correct me if I'm wrong, the CDC guidance says, you're okay if you're vaccinated, don't need to wear a mask outdoors. They never said you can't wear a mask, or you're, you're okay with uh, not wearing a mask indoors. So they're all vaccinated, but they're not wearing masks. Why are they not wearing masks? Look, and then, oh, by the way, if you go on the internet, uh, on Twitter, um, why, I don't know why I did a Southern accent there, but uh, when you do that, you see that Joe Biden all of a sudden wears a mask 
when he's leaving the house, when he's leaving the Carter's house outside. So he's wearing a mask outside when he doesn't have to, and he's not wearing a mask inside where he does have to. I give up. Back in a moment. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. I wore my bar mitzvah best. This was my look X amount of years ago. I won't say how many years ago. Uh, Anna Perez uh, joins us now, Real America's Voice Correspondent. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I know, it's been years. Well, <laughs> it's a few been years. Year. A few days. You know what? That's what it feels like. I know, it it's does. It's been years. I've had withdrawal symptoms. You did not. <laughs> All right. Now you're embellishing. All right. Uh, I'll be, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know what you're talking about, but, but I'm glad you're here, but I still don't know what you're talking about. Thank you. Yeah, um, what's happy going to on? be here. But uh, Good, Mitch McConnell is actually looking for a way to uh, grant citizenship to the millions of illegal immigrants that are already here. Um, and the way he's trying to Sorry. do that. Well, right now they're in negotiation, uh, in yeah. quotes, with 15 senators from both sides, Republican and Democrats. Mm -hmm. um, and his backup plan is actually, and he's quietly sort of trying to work this through mm -hmm. uh, with the Hispanic Congressional Caucus. Um, and what he's told them basically is that he's going to use budget reconciliation, if need be, in order to pass through a way to broadly re sort of redefine how to get immigrants to be, um, be become citizens, basically. Oh so. My God. Um, once again, this is a way that Democrats are trying to get away from using a bipartisan, you know, way of make of actually deciding on things, and they're just trying to use, you know, the branches that they already have in power to yeah. get things through. And what I noticed actually is, uh, who said, oh, it was Biden in the State of the Union, I say State of the Union, the joint address to Congress, where he said that if you can't get me my immigration bill, at least get me the DREAM Act, basically. Or, I'm sorry, not the DREAM Act, but the for the DREAMers. Yeah. You know, so it does seem, though, that Congress is going down this road of trying to figure out a way to get the DREAMers legal, and uh, that that is controversial, but I guess Republicans will, will do that, at least. Yeah, they're willing to definitely come to the table on yeah. this, but I think what's, you know, well, the bigger problem here is what their Republicans are saying is, hey, look, we have this massive migrant surge at the border already. How are we talking about, you know, making these, you know, undocumented immigrants citizens when we have this problem at the border? Let's address what's happening there. Let's address the massive surge, you know, the issues we're having with these, you know, detention centers, with these children there. Mm -hmm. Why aren't we figuring that problem out first before we're addressing this? I 100% agree. You're getting animated, which I like, <laughs> by the way. That's good. Thanks. Well, whatever. <laughs> Not that it matters. It. What I, what, what's that? Can't help it on this topic. Yeah, no, so, no. You, you, know. were, you were kind of in that wheelhouse. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And Lindsey Graham told me that the other day. He was like, because this whole DREAM Act, he's like, I'm not doing anything with the DREAM Act until you figure it out at the border. Yeah. And that's the argument a lot of not just Republicans, but, you know, even Democrats like we've talked about before yeah. who are, who are you know, in border states that need to deal with this issue. Or, Hello. You know. You're channeling Lindsey Graham. I got to go. I know you want to keep talking. Yeah, I do. Deanna. <laughs> All right, tomorrow on the show, lots of people. Bye. <laughs>